All right, all right, all right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy We're New Year. Year 2020. It is. It's the this foul year of our Lord, 2020. Foul year of our Lord. Yeah, a little, that's a fear and loathing line. <clears throat> how are you today? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm well. I've been busy as shit. I have been as well. I think that's our uh, sort of our MO every week. Like, sometimes I, I, I forget... Well, I don't forget that we're doing this, but other times, like I'm thinking, "Oh shit, it's already Sunday. I need to watch a goddamn movie." Yeah, I was on the <laughs> I'm like, "We just oh, recorded one. I got to get cracking on the new one." And, I know. You well, know, you know, if we ever get too busy, sometimes we can, you know, we might be able to like move it to like, <clears throat> you know, instead of doing it weekly, we can always drop well, it down. Well, it hasn't in the become we, it hasn't, it hasn't be- become a problem yet. No, not yet, not yet. Um, our movie today, I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, I, this is we did a poll for this one, and mm-hmm. everyone pretty much. Yeah, everybody voted, voted on this, on so this. that means everyone's gonna listen, right? Yeah, well, the, <laughs> our, our our Patreon people are the one who yeah. voted for it. Um, it's Death to Smoochie. This came out in two thousand and two. It's an hour and forty nine minutes. Indeed, uh, it stars Rob Williams. It also stars Edward Norton. Directed by Danny DeVito. Uh, Got, some uh, movies that came out in two thousand two. Yeah, some pretty good ones. Catch me if you can. One of my faves. That's a really good one. Uh, Minority Report. Remember that one? I do like that one. Uh, Spider Man, the first one. That was a good one as well. Uh, what else? Eight Mile. That was kind of a big thing. You know, what? I didn't watch that until much later. Yeah, same here. But all my friends at the time were like, yeah. uh, and right, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Two Towers came out also. That's right. There's a couple other things. Gangs of New York. 2002 was a good good year. 2002 was an interesting year, too, because uh, I think a, a lot of movies that people were watching, they were doing it as a, as a means of distraction because I think the national psyche was still. Oh, at the time, yeah. Really scarred from the events of September 11th, the the year prior, and a lot of these movies were filmed uh, during the either before or during or, or immediately after the events. Or did they ever release to... those posters for Spider Man, where the web is in between the two towers? When he, he, the twins? he uh, traps a helicopter, the helicopter, right? yeah. I remember that and trailer that was cut out of the movie. Yeah, that was a whole scene. I think it was part of like his little crime fighting montage. Yeah. I remember the trailer that came out before. Before September 11th, I was I think I was seeing some other movie that year, and that was a, a teaser, and that scene was featured, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, Spider-Man, you know, uh, because before that, the only uh, superhero movie we had was X-Men in 2000, and then Blade in 98, and, you know, everything else before that was Superman, Batman. Yeah. So, yeah, there was quite a few movies that had to go back and, like, change things because of the, uh, the imagery or, or the scene involving the towers. There was even a, a release on September 11th, 2001, Dream Theater released an album yeah. on that day. Oh, really? With the two towers inside of, like, a heart with, like, flames around it and stuff. It was just, you know, the album art. If I'm not mistaken, I remember reading about all this. So a lot of people were going to movies to... You know... Escape the life. The like, escapism yeah. of it. And, and I kind of felt like... What a lot well, of movies are for. Well, for sure. Um... But I couldn't help but feel like this movie, which takes place in New York, um, like it just felt funny because maybe it's just me the way I was viewing it. I kept thinking about nine eleven and how the people in this movie are like you know, all the, the jokes seemed a little forced or that they need to do something. Yeah, the, and, bizarre and this, and takes, wacky this to, movie does take place in New York. Yeah, I so just said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was you were talking and I was looking at something. That's cool, but oh. yeah, it was a funny year just for like the the tone that movies took, even if they never even made a mention of it. Like mm. they're somehow tainted by just everybody. It was in everybody's you know collective unconscious. IMDb, 6.3 out of 10, mm-hmm. 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert gave it a half star out of four. 
Yeah, he didn't care for it much. No, he did not. Uh, 50 million was the budget, and it only made 8.3. So, do you, you want to just kick it off? I well, I, I you, got, you got something well, to say? Few, yeah, I got a few, a few other little nuggets before we talk, talk about, about it. Uh, right. Well, I guess firstly, uh, it's fun to talk about the cast and crew. I, I Danny DeVito. Uh, this has got a this. great cast. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Uh, and I tried to look up how many other DeVito films or movies he's made, and they're all very different. And there weren't too too many. Uh, I think before, you know when he got to start directing, he did like three episodes of Taxi. Uh, Matilda was a big one, a favorite of mine. I've never seen The War of the Roses. Uh, but that was one of his. Throw Mama from a Train. It's a great movie. Was another one. Uh, it was written by Adam Resnick, uh, <laughs> who was a longtime writer for the David Letterman. Uh, he even he even created the show Get a Life with Chris Elliott. Did you ever see that one? Uh, no, I, I didn't either. I, I know. But I, I remember it vaguely. I know we were talking about one of the movies that he wrote. That's a big with Chris <clears throat> Elliott. Also with Chris Elliott, Get yeah. Cabin Boy. Now I I I absolutely do remember seeing that uh, as a co- as a kid. I probably shouldn't have been watching it when we did. We're gonna we're gonna have to add that did. to the list. Cabin uh, Boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he also did a movie called Lucky Numbers, which I do remember watching back in two thousand with Lisa Kudrow and John Travolta. But I cannot tell you much more than I think he was uh, some TV anchor man. Who helps tries to rig uh, uh, some lottery drawings mm. with Lisa, Lisa Kudrow, some kind of money heist, and I guess he he also worked on the Larry Sanders show with the late with the great late great Gary Shandling, and he's currently the writer uh, of this show called Divorce, which is still it started in 2016 is still going on. It doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in, uh, but our cast is pretty stacked. Everybody knows <clears throat> Mr. Robin Williams, the late great. I would say probably I would say probably I would say the best actor of, of my generation would be Robin Williams. Robin Williams, you think so? Really? Yeah, for versatility. Like I can do everything. Like look at his movies, look at his theater yeah. background. Just he can do series, he can do comedy, the man can sing, he can dance, he can he can do anything. I think this was during that time too when Robin Williams was always was always known for uh Doing a lot of wholesome roles. Yeah, I think after this he started doing like one hour photo. One hour photo. Um, I was thinking about that was, one. What was the other Insomnia? one? Insomnia. Yeah, Insomnia. That's the one with uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and the final cut. That's the movie. I love that. movie. It was like House of M. I think was that. I don't know if that was was that him. Was that? Am I saying that right? I think I gotta have the uh, the title on that one wrong. Yeah, he started doing a lot of really like different stuff for his style. Um, but yeah, and we'll t- I'll talk more about the other characters in this, or the actors in this movie as we as we go through it. But uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think that's about all I have like for the beginning. Well, have you watched anything interesting this week? Anything old or new? I've been so busy. I'm trying to think. Um, we already talked about we didn't sell Star Wars. Yeah, we talked about that, that last we week. Talked about that last week. I finally got on Tubi. Oh, which nice. is that free site? Yeah, 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 there's a lot of garbage on there, dude. I I have all of that stuff, like from Crackle to Tubi to Pluto TV. I download yeah. all these free movie and TV apps, and just the dude yeah. the bad sci-fi movies that are on there. Oh my like, god, they're like so low budget cat versus dragon lizard and shit <laughs> like that. And like there's 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 peppered in like really good ones here or there, and it's it's so weird that I actually I've been using it a lot. I you have to sift through the shit. You really do. It's like it's like Netflix streaming about eleven years ago. This is what it looks like. Netflix streaming was a fucking shitstorm. Um, I, I did watch. I rewatched The Arrival with Charlie Sheen. I haven't seen that in quite some time. Mm. I love that movie. That was a David Twohy before he started doing Riddick. Uh, I watched Motel Hell. You remember that one? Nope, never seen that one. That's a crazy one. Uh, and then Housebound, which is really great uh, indie horror gem out of New Zealand. And uh, yeah, so this was a. Uh, a new and interesting movie for me. I'd never watched Death to Smoochie until 
this time, and uh, I I uh, well, I guess we'll talk about how I felt about it when we when we arrive. Yeah, and this uh, this movie is free on Vudu. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you can watch it on there for free. Um, the show, I mean, the movie pretty much opens up pretty quickly. It yeah, you see like the silhouette murder of, of the uh, Smoochie the Rhino of a Rhino, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And then it goes right into meeting uh, Rainbow Randolph, who is played by Rob Williams, right. and he is a kids show entertainer for a company called KidNet. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of his theme song. If you listen closely to the lyrics, you're, um, yeah, you're gonna realize that it's actually a very dirty song for a little children's show. And here it is. Friends come in all sizes. That's a fact, it's true. You have to cough. All the colors of rainbow from mauve to blue. Cough, the names are different. You, the cough. Match. Some like to toss while others to catch. One might say grass, Yeah, so I, uh, I love some of the uh, little things that he says in there. Like, he says it real fast. He does. I didn't notice it until you until pointed, I pointed it out. It out yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, it, it's, uh, some say grass, some say snatch. Size doesn't matter <laughs> if you want a little patter. Right. Sheesh. Um, and you, and then like towards the end of that, you see a little commercial. It's like Rainbow Randolph products. It's like spaghetti. And, yeah. Because that's what kids shows do. They sell fucking product. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, totally. pretty much what there are. It's it's really intentionally bad and bizarre. And I've always felt that way about children's, children's programming. Even when I was a kid, it was strange. It's, uh, I, liked, I was a Sesame Street kid. Sesame Street makes a lot more sense because it's made for kids and adults. Yeah. This sort of stuff that they're satirizing is, is you know, talking directly to, like, one to eight year olds. It's like Captain Kangaroo, Howdy Doody. It's weird. Of, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Uh, we meet um, Randolph, uh, basically, Rob Williams' yeah. character. We, we call him Randolph. That's I like the name. line. He's like, log on. It's not free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to the website. Yeah, yeah, buy stuff. Kids, get your parents' permission. Um, and then it cuts to Randolph being in, a, like, a restaurant and... Um, yeah, these, these like parents walk in and give him some money, and they're like, "So my kid's gonna, my kid's gonna dance, right? He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna yeah, sit he's gonna, up front. He's gonna sit on your lap. Booger eater up front. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna cost you. And then he basically he gets busted by the it's feds. A, it's a massive briefcase full of money. And like, are there really like stage parents out there willing to cough up that kind of coin to uh, get their kids? If they're rich, notice that that's an obscene amount of money for such a thing. Uh, it's weird to think that th it's weird to think that there's a whole world of children's entertainers out there anyway. Because um, it's all supposed to be like good and wholesome and, and like squeaky clean. I love how you're saying like when parents actually do that for the kids. You got like what the fuck's her bucket from Full House getting arrested for? Oh, oh, true. You know, well, for paying for all that money the, for the college scandal, yeah. the college college admission scandal, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, I understand that rich parents will do anything for their kids with because that's what they call it affluenza, <laughs> and uh, but like. I don't know. I I, I kind of dove into the darkness that is like children's entertainment, and it's it's a really easy world to get caught up in because it's not to get caught up in personally, but to dive down the rabbit hole. Yo, yeah, researching a lot of it. There's a lot of really backwards and dark shit. 
Yeah, I think, anyway. and I think that's why Danny DeVito kind of did this was to show a little bit, maybe. I suppose, but the premise it, this, this, is that, but it never really goes that far. Go that it doesn't deep, ever yeah. get that subversive. Uh, I mean, there is a dark side, especially with this character. Robin, the, Robin Williams really plays it over the top. Yeah, this movie's like an iceberg. We're only getting the tip of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So the FBI they bust him for his embezzlement or his fraud charges or whatever. Um, and then they, um, the kid net is like, we need somebody new. Yeah, and John Stewart is in this. Mm-hmm. Everybody should know who John Stewart, Stewart is oh. from the Daily Show. <laughs> yeah, he has a really bad haircut in this movie. He's I got love an awful it. haircut in this. I think Hank Azaria almost <laughs> played this role. Yeah, he, I think he turned it down or something. He, I think he went on to. Well, he he uh, dropped out to do uh, some other some other movie some or other show movie, or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, we so, in the news show or in yeah. the news segment, uh, there's like when a Randall Randolph was uh, was a uh, oh yeah arrested arrest. at Patsy's bar, and all the patrons are watching. And Patsy! Going, hey, Patsy's, <laughs> we're on the news. <laughs> uh, John Stewart is looking. Uh, he's basically going through all these entertainers. He's like <clears throat> he's like the he's the president of marketing or whatever. He's and, like uh, yeah VP. I think yeah, he VP. and her or yeah, something. Yeah, and then we meet a character, Nora Wells, who's the Catherine actress. Keener, man. Catherine Keener, that's it. I love her. She was in a lot of great stuff. Forty year old virgin. Um, yeah, forty year old virgin. Uh, no. Being John Malkovich. Oh yeah, I forgot um, about that. Son of a bitch. Uh, I wrote it all down too. Uh, that's all right. We'll get to it. Okay. Um. I th- she was 42 in this movie. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, she looks really good. She just hit 60. She's. I think she's still kind of a babe. Oh, she was in Get Out. Yeah, with oh, the, the okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Mem- uh, hypnotizing shit. That was her. That was her. I love her. Uh, they're going through all these different things, and they talk about Smoochie the Rhino, and Nora's mm-hmm. like, really, that fucking dude? He's yeah. kind of a weird guy and yeah. he's like in John Stewart get me smoochy you know type of thing he's like squeaky fucking clean yeah. is what we need yeah they need someone who's just not dirty whatsoever doesn't have a dark side they she he's performing at the <clears throat> methadone the yeah. Coney Island methadone the Coney clinic. Island methadone clinic and uh we get kind of uh you're gonna kind of hear his cadence because I, I have yeah I don't have a lot of clips I have clips but this is kind of him of Sheldon talking of Sheldon talking yeah not that many so um and here is kind of him playing a song about, uh, about getting off drugs, yeah, folks. To the tune of Coming Round the Mountain. Yep. Liberties with the lyrics. If you figure out the chorus, come on and join on in, okay? <coughs> oh, we'll get you off that smackle. Yes, we will. Oh, we'll get you off that smackle. Yes, we will. Oh, we're gonna get you off that smack. We'll kick that monkey right off your back and get your life on track. Oh, yes, we will. It's important to get started now, though. You know why? Cause the smack can lead to crack. Oh, yes, it can. Carl, you know what I'm talking about, brother. Sing it with me now. Giving up that smack. Oh, yes, we are. This, uh... Before we got to this, we were talking about John Stewart, and that made me think of. Uh, it made me think of. Uh, uh, he was on the seventy eighth Academy Awards, and he's like, uh, he's like, welcome to the seventy eighth Academy Awards, uh, hosted by me, the fourth male lead in Death to Smoochie. <laughs> Rent it, because <laughs> I guess nobody had a lot of faith in it. No, know. not at all, because it, it didn't make any money. <clears throat> uh, so that was Sheldon Mopes. Sheldon Mopes, who is Smoochie the Rhino. We're going to be calling him Schmoochie. Smoochie, yes. And it's just easier for us to do that. I suppose um, he they he gets offered the job at Kidnet, um, <clears throat> and he's like, "What? I got offered the job." And I think at one point they're where they're at like a hot dog stand in Coney Island, like a 
They yeah, they go to some like uh, food court eatery, food court, yeah, with hot dogs and stuff. And he's talking about like, he's really he's very healthy. He's like tofu, yeah. gluten free. And this is before like the gluten free yeah, phase. Yeah, I was right? I was even thinking about that because it says uh, I'm trying to get him uh, gluten free buns, and I was like, this is 2002. Did this? Do we have to blame Death to Moochie for this gluten-free business? God damn you, Edward Norton. I guess so. Oh, Ed- we did say that, right? Yeah, Edward Norton plays Moochie. Yeah, Edward okay. Norton, uh, which which is great because this is a really big departure from stuff we've seen him before this uh, as Vineyard in American History X, where he was all shredded. Well, even the score. I mean, The score. Uh, he was in seven movies since American History X uh, and four in this year alone. He was in like four in 2002. Uh, he did Fight Club and The Score in 2001. And then in, in 2002, he was also in Red Dragon, Frida, and The 11th Hour, or The 25th Hour. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in I like, like Red Dragon. Red Dragon's one of my favorites. It's weird. I like Red Dragon a lot, but the director was uh, Brett Ratner, the fucking Hollywood bro. Brett uh, Ratner. He's yeah. a piece of shit. But uh, yeah, good movie. Anyway, Edward Norton is a uh, really- Fight Club supposedly didn't make shit when it came out. In 99? Yeah. Yeah. All of these movies, well, I guess, with, save for the score in Red Dragon, are like kind of like gained a cult following yeah. since then in their own right. I want to see his new one. He's got a new one coming out or just came out. He was in uh, <clears throat> the last one I saw him in was Alita Battle Angel when he was like the big villain at the end in the reveal. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> <laughs> you so listen to a movie cast. So. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting hot dogs, and he's yeah. got these soy dogs. And I don't know if you've ever had a soy dog, but they're terrible. No, it's disgusting, and it just—it doesn't even look fully cooked either. No. Um, what does he put on his hot dog? It's, it's a like a spirulina and almond butter mixture, something like that. And in the cool. trivia I was looking up, it said that this concoction was something that he himself did, Edward Norton, in his hotel room. But I'm wondering why actually make it? Why not use some kind of prop for the movie? If that's what that meant, did he did he come up with the idea? Maybe he came up and with then it. used it in the movie, or did he actually make some and put it, bring it to set? And maybe he actually scene? ate it. I mean, knowing the guy, I mean, he does like to get into like super characters. So maybe he, he just ate healthy the entire maybe. time. I don't know, but this is where she like explains to him, yeah, that Kidnet wants to hire him, and he gets real excited. And then and we starts have going off about his passion. Then we we get a montage of the costume of Smoochie being built, like the rhino. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the, you see a lot of newspapers kind of cycling in, like mm-hmm. the doodle doo doodle doo doodle doo. Smoochie number one. Um, and then um, Randolph uh, meets uh, John Stewart's character. His name is Frank. John Stewart's character. Yeah, uh, Frank Stokes. Yeah, Stokes. And uh, the, he's <clears> at a docks. <throat> he's at, like because yeah, he's sort of like trying to plead with him to get his, his yeah, job back. He's like, I want my job back. I've help. lost everything. You know, they they took the penthouse. They took you know all my money. I'm in debt. And he gives him like a gift bag. Yeah, it was. Oh, he, he's like, I need some help. And he's like, Here, you can have this. It's a, it's a swag from a party, <laughs> from from a smoochy party, from a smoochy yeah. party. Yeah, like and this. it's like hand lotion and like some crackers. Yeah, uh, hand lotion not tested on animals. Yeah, uh, like gluten free crackers and uh, a, a, a disposable camera or something like. Did you that. notice the weird move that Robin Williams did to get to the that spot? He starts by standing at the window, then he jumps in the in the. Driver's side back seat and then hops over, over the center console yeah. into the passenger seat and then out that door. Imagine blocking that scene. Would you be like, why is somebody, somebody doesn't do this? This isn't normal behavior. It's probably him. Well, the, he, the, the whole fucking show is not. That's true. Yeah. He, he never, he, yeah, he's really over the top. Uh, so basically, yeah, Stokes, Frank uh, says, yeah, fuck off Rand, you know, Randolph. And uh, then we go to like a product meeting where. Yeah, they're finally <clears throat> talking about the smoochy swag line, the products of Coca Colas to cereals yeah. to toys and yeah, 
uh, Smoochie's not having this. No, he's like, uh, we, we, he, he objects vehemently and like starts to give this impassioned vision of what he would rather see rather than all of the uh, quote-unquote rickita-rackita. Hey, I think at one point, he doesn't he... Doesn't he compare, like, Captain Kangaroo to Jesus Christ at one point? Something to that effect. I know that Nora kicks him out of the office by doing this, like, Frisbee thing. Yeah, she, like, throws a Frisbee at him, and he's like, I'll go get it. She's like, lock the door. Yeah, because he's he's totally, like, Magoo and, like... Uh, he's just a nice guy. He's, like, too nice. Like, he's unflappable. And I think this that little shot with the Frisbee bit... Is supposed to mimic a, a similar shot from the War of the Roses or another one of Vito's oh, things. I, I don't think I've seen more of the Roses. I, I haven't either, and I didn't look it up to see what parts of the shot were similar to it. But according to INDB's trivia page, that's a, that's a connection. <clears throat> uh, Smoochie's at a bar, and he's just drinking orange juice because yeah. he doesn't drink. And and he's he's drinking like liquid alfalfa. Yeah, he's like, put a little liquid uh, alfalfa like, in there. Blast off time. Blast off. Uh, then we meet Danny DeVito. And he's, uh, his name is Burke Bennett. Burke Bennett. Um, he is pretty much a... Um, uh, you see like him, a talent agent. Yeah, you see him talking to a voice, uh, the Parade of Hope person. We haven't met him yeah, yet. Yeah, some shadowy figure. But y- if you've watched movies, yeah. you know the voice. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll mention it. We got to get him to work for Parade of Hope. Yeah. I can't, hey, I can't do his really, voice. No, is it really? really oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I, like I know he was in Ms. Doubtfire, and he's like, any closer, and yeah. you'd be mom. You'd be mom. <laughs> I don't think I have the strength. <laughs> With Robin Williams. Yep. Look at what we have here. Matchmaking, matchmaking. Match make I love, I love <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, well, he's talking to DeVito about uh, how he's losing like his creative control because he doesn't care about smoochy dolls, smoochy chocolates, or smoochy floor wax. He says, what's smoochy floor wax? It's smoochy shampoo. Smoochy and- shampoo. And and, and that's uh, shortly after the meeting, you see that the, the shadowy, sinister fire steam. I broke down <clears> something that said wallets with pigtails. That was because uh, when they come back to the next taping, they're doing a taping and, and uh, uh, Nora is trying to tell uh, Smoochie how to, to run the, the cookie song. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He changed the lyrics, can't do that. Um, and, and he's like, well, these are kids out there. This says Smoochie's Magical Forest, not or Magical Jungle, not Nora's Magical Jungle. All you see out there are, are, are wallets with wallets pigtails. With pigtails. Um, and at this time, Randolph, because it's the cookie song, Randolph, mm-hmm. you see him at one point, and he's like cooking over pretty much like a homeless barrel. He's like, yeah. a, he's outside and he's making something. And he's just muttering to himself yeah, and being over the top crazy. and unhinged. And wasn't Jim Carrey, didn't he drop out of that role, of this role to do the majestic yeah but i thought was he gonna do ran i thought he was gonna do smoochie oh was that it was it the other way i think it was the other way around okay okay <clears throat> um that's right i think you're right yeah i think he was supposed to play smoochie he was gonna be the smoochie it's opposite uh, opposite robin i don't think that would have been fun to watch <laughs> no, that been... i think they're both so over the top uh at well, times I mean, could, been... they, could, they both do a good job of serious roles but i just uh, i don't think the uh, dynamic would be the same yeah i don't either i think that would have been Way more bizarre than this movie already is. Uh, Rainbow Randolph switches the cookies, and mm-hmm. um, and he says a line when he's throwing the cookies in. He says, "Welcome to Fatty Arbuckle Land." Yeah, yeah. Who is so, Fatty Arbuckle? Okay, so Fatty Arbuckle. I know, I know that name. Here we go. Okay, and we get, to, get to do my little fun tidnit. I don't even need to research it. <laughs> tidnit, tidnit. Uh, Fatty Arbuckle was a really famous um, silent film artist. Okay, and he was he was one of the first actors to ever be blacklisted from oh. Hollywood. Because he was partying, he was a big partier. Okay, and uh, I like him already. He was up in San Francisco, and a woman said that he raped her. Oh shit! I don't like him anymore. And but he didn't. Oh snap! That she lied. I'm, and I'm he conflicted. Was, he was completely blacklisted. 
from everything. That's wild. Yeah, and they tried to like get money from him, and then he came back to once they figured out the lady was a fucking liar. Yeah, which took years, like twenty really? years. Really, he came back. I've, to, I've he heard came that back name, to do, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, he yet. came back to do one more movie, did uh -huh. one more movie, and then died the next day. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. so Fatty Arbuckle was like the first any like big Hollywood person. real popular roles of his. Not really. Um, he was friends with Chaplin. Um, you, I don't even know if you would. He was just really famous. I mean, I know I've heard it's the a name. lot of silent films. So, and the thing is, is Fatty Arbuckle wasn't really fat. He was built like a brick shit house. I mean, he looks. Uh, he looks kind of chunky. No, but uh, he's just barrel chested. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin was once like he he would pick up Chaplin. And he's like, dude, okay. you could punch him in the chest. And it was like, there is no fat. It was just just a massive man. Oh, damn. So this all happened in like... Back in the day. Oh, okay. So yeah, he, yeah, he died in 33. Okay. Yeah, so he's <clears> like, <throat> welcome to Fatty Arbuckle Land, because he's basically going to blacklist his ass. Oh, all right. And uh, Randolph is throwing the cookies and the switching out the magic cookies. And we kind of get this fun little uh, thing. So just to set it up, he pulls out a cookie, and it's shaped like... A penis. Yeah, he's okay. planting and the penis cookie, and I, I this this scene was really again bizarre to me because these these kids have this almost like rapturous religious awe of this descending cookie bag. Yeah, and there's and like I'm smoke like, coming what out of it. Is what's going on? Here's here's a little clip. It's a rocket ship! It's a rocket ship! The flyers to Tumbleland! Here we go! What are you, blind? It's a cock! It's not what? a rocket, you what sick is fuck! This? It's a cock! Randolph, Look, get this guy out of here! The cock get and balls! Get him out of here the dick! Right now. It's a the <laughs> It's a big stiffy! Yeah! It's a penis! Penis Maximus, a willy, a weenie! Mr. Jiggle Daddy! Get him out wing. of here! The one-eyed wonder weasel! Don't you see that? Simeon the twins! Rumble Forskin! He made it! He made this thing! It's made from dildo! I love the line. It's made from dildo. <laughs> Fucking dildo. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, that was the, a good scene. I like that. Uh, it's a good scene. Uh, Smoochie ends up hiring Burke, uh, the Dana DeVito mm -hmm. character. That's right. Uh, to uh, kind of, and he basically makes Smoochie the star executive <clears throat> producer. Yeah. Um, and he gets in the corporate penthouse. Argues for all the, uh, all the creative control. And he gives Smoochie a gun. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't need this. He's like, like oh, yeah, everybody yeah, needs them. Know. What is it with uh, Danny DeVito and guns? Because he always has that one that revolver on uh, Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't he, didn't he like, pursue them to be on the I show? Because so. he liked the show so much. Like, course, when it first yeah. came out, he's like, I, I need to be on this. Yeah. And, and he, I guess he just clicked with their so I think it was chemistry on IFC and their writing or something style. when it first started, right? I don't remember. Uh, but I, I remember back in, like, 2008. It had already been on for like three seasons, and a friend of mine, Mike Dale, was like, "Oh, you got to watch a show. It's great." And I couldn't get into it. It wasn't until probably four or five years ago when I finally like started watching it from season one, and now it's easily one of my favorite shows of all time. I like it because you just kind of throw on any episode. Yeah, you can put it on for atmosphere yeah. or whatever. It's fantastic. And, um, and there's always <laughs> cricket. There's always kinds. Oh, of we jokes. we we meet a uh, kind of an important character at this point. We meet Spinner Dunn. I think he's my favorite part of the movie. Really? Who's the actor? Uh, Mike R Michael Rispoli. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we meet this uh, Spinner Dunn. Hey! Yeah, hey 
I hey, did, Spinner! I did, Hi, Spinner. How nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Spinner. I didn't get any clips of Spinner. Oh, man. Uh, sorry. Oh, he's hilarious. So, Spinner is a, a former heavyweight boxing champion who has been hit in the head so many so times. Many. He has become kind of mentally retarded. He's a, he is a child. Yes. He has been reverted to a child. And he's like, oh, Smoochie. Hey, I love your I show. I could do the Jiggy Wiggy or the Jiggy Ziggy. You want to see me do it? <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta take yeah, a crap. I gotta take a dump. I wanna come back. I'll show you. <laughs> we uh, also meet. We also meet um, Tommy, uh, his cousin Tommy. She's uh, like sort of this local ringleader of the Irish, Irish mob. Yeah, she's uh, the head of the Irish mob. Yeah, and uh, I, that Tommy. Damn? Where'd that damn paper go? Okay, that's Pam Ferris. And everyone uh, would know her from. Uh, she was uh, the Trunchbull in Matilda. And I did not pick up on that until we were like. It doesn't look like her at all. Because no. she's got red hair and, of course, the Irish accent. And yeah, and she was also in. Um, oh, she was in. Uh, uh, she was Aunt Marge in Harry Potter and the Prisoner she of Azkaban. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, if there's something wrong with the bitch or whatever, whatever that line is. She was also in Children of Men, and she was in a uh, a celebrity game show based on Clue called Cluedo, where uh, the the celebrity guests had to solve the the mystery or the martyr of the night and uh, like every season uh the cast changed but in one particular season she played the role of mrs white <clears throat> and i think it's when that's when like uh firestein yeah harvey fire so the, yeah harvey firestein yeah. Is, is the the head of the he's merv green parade of hope the yeah. parade of hope uh do we yeah, uh, well, there's, it's, he's right after this conversation that... Uh, oh, yeah, we're not there yet. Okay, yeah, so he's talking to John Stewart. He's like, get the rhino to play ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Randolph goes to um, Angelo's house. Angelo mm -hmm. was the... He's, he's a small person, short right. person. Yeah, a dwarf. A dwarf. What's your he's preferred an actor. nomenclature? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean... American dude, please. No. <laughs> I don't uh, think Chinaman's a preferred nomenclature. That's my big Lebowski reference. He's just he's a short dude. Yeah. yeah. And he was in uh, it's Danny Woodburn. He he's was, been in a bunch of things. He was really uh he was he played a lot opposite uh Kramer in uh Seinfeld. He was always like his little like buddy that would uh, concoct I schemes never with. Watched a lot of Seinfeld. Wow. Was, I don't there go like quarter uh, listeners. My my wife likes it. I just I'm a big I, Seinfeld I, fan, I I'll speak for him. I didn't grow up with it, so my dad yeah, never really okay. watched it. So it's like he, he was a regular on Seinfeld yeah. and he's really good. He's particularly good on that show. Um Randolph wants to stay at his house, so he mm -hmm. ends up like doing it. But just because Randolph is uh Angelo was one of the one of the crinkles crinkle kids and now he's a right now he's a right now yeah. he makes it a re there's a lot of really like subtle little jokes on this and this was one of them if it is indeed a joke it mm -hmm. made me laugh he's when uh randy's like he says he's like say it say it you're a crinkle kid he goes like crinkle kids are 10 feet under and i was like why is he saying 10 feet under because six feet under is the expression is he saying it just because he's mad short maybe and I was like, and I was, I wrote that down. Like, is this a joke? Question mark. <laughs> uh, and and I think that was sort of like the end of the scene. He's like, okay, you can stay here. You know, whatever. Um, the Irish mob when when because uh, this is when Tommy goes up and to and he's like, okay, Spinner, mm -hmm. come over here, and kind of once he's like, uh, Spinner can't stop talking about your show. Can oh, you get so, him apart? Yeah, they kind of strong arm him, strong arm him into giving him some TV time. Yeah, they, yeah, because they're in the office or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, you know, um. Uh, who made you sad, Tommy? Oh, I yeah. don't want to say names. Yeah, I don't want to say names. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, oh, we can figure something out. I think I see. I think you see the uh, before this scene. These and you see Times Square. You see the MTV windows. Where oh they used yeah. to film TRL. Did you watch TRL? This, this I, had to have been near the end of that. Very right? end of that. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Like, I remember. Mm. I remember TRL. 
Okay, real random thing. Do you remember who um, Backstreet Boys? Right, they had yeah. like the number one for everybody. Or yeah. Whatever. Do you know? Do you remember who beat them from number one? Who got? Did, was it Corn that came up from? Because they were always at like no, no, number no. three when like well, Got the Life was huge. This person wasn't even a singer. Well, who got it? Tom Green. Tom Green for what song? The Bum Song. You're fucking shitting. No, because when Tom Green had his own TV show, he was like, everybody, I yeah. like, you know, the bum is on the cheese. Yeah, or yeah. My bum is on the Swedish. He made, yeah, my bum is on the rail. <laughs> he made everybody vote for him. And so really? he, and he fucking beat Backstreet Boys. Really? Just for one week. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I, Tom Green got funnier as I got older, but looking back on his old shit, I don't think that's funny. Like, what he's doing nowadays is he does, like, legit stand-up. He's funny, but not then. Um, so uh, this is uh, Mopes. Sheldon goes in and has, uh, like, an argument with Nora in her office, and he, and he almost calls her a bitch. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to halt. I'm going to halt. Yeah, what halt stands for good? hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. <laughs> and that's uh, uh, that was also when the mobsters show up. They get Spinner a, a yeah, job. Yeah, well, I like when he's like, um, you know, you know, I'm gonna go sit in my office with a view. It's like yeah. every office has a view. Not looking this way, baby. Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Sheldon is meeting with uh, Burke Bennett, and he's refusing to do the ice show. He says ice shows are dumb, and he doesn't want to be a part of like the corporate greed and stuff. And uh, I think the next scene is the taping, right? Of the uh, well. The, this what is did I miss? hold on I'm, I'm just seeing oh yeah because um well Nora's yelling because of breaking his ideals with a smoochie on ice and he's yeah. she's he's like what the hell I didn't do oh, this oh that's right because she came in that's with the why newspaper. she was yelling yeah there's a little tidbit I missed because the newspaper she hands him also has a joke within itself <laughs> like because you see the headline and then there's like another uh, story on the side and it says something to the effect the paragraph reads something to the effect of uh, I don't know what to write because I'm not a writer who writes paragraphs every day in fact this picture of the serial killer isn't a serial killer at all it's probably just somebody we know is that really what it yeah, says it's, that's it's great. something like that I, I didn't I didn't write it down verbatim him, but it was a joke within a joke and uh yeah that was probably one of the only little like sight gags or if you pause it that you can see yeah yeah because she she, she kind of uh it's a real quick shot too like yeah you have, to, you have to pause it to read it um we meet um oh uh, hold on, i'm kind of lost here for a minute okay so uh nora sees smoochie's shirtless at one point oh yeah Remember she gets a little kind of does gets like a little twitter painted yeah um when he's leaving um i think was was uh, Spinner already hired? Yeah, I, they they do a quick little little bit thing with him yeah. like smacking the cowbell, and it's real awkward. And he's, he's like, "Yeah, yeah," he's like super <laughs> he's super offbeat. I love him so much. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! I think uh, Randolph calls at one point, and he's like, "I'm going on safari, motherfucker, safari." Oh, did you get that clip? I didn't get that clip what? either. That was like one of the best <laughs> safari, motherfucker. <laughs> God. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pull it up or something. That's all right. Uh, I see, think I, I don't want. Sheldon, I don't want to give away too many clips. I yeah, want people I know. to see it. You know? I guess I like this movie a lot more than I thought. But for some reason, the some of the jokes and shit falls flat. I don't know. I might change my mind. Who knows? Um, I'm of two minds about it. Yeah. When Sheldon's leaving, uh, he's like, uh, he's gonna call a cab, but then Merv Green walks up yeah. to him, the Harvey Firestein character. Like, yeah, take a walk with me or get in the car. Yeah, I, I got a little clip of this. Oh, okay, cool. It's okay, I, I, I love his voice. You, me, Rhino. How do you like that? Merv Green, Sheldon. Pleasure to meet you. You ever tried putting that across with that firearm? <laughs> Sheldon, I represent the Parade of Hope Foundation. Now, maybe you've heard of us. 
Yeah, you guys raise money to build children's hospitals, right? We've been known to add a brick or two, so now let me get right to the point, Sheldon. This talk on the street that you're pulling out of the ice show, now is that true? No, I'm not pulling out of the ice show because I never agreed to do an ice show, nor would I ever agree to do an ice show. And can I ask, how is that any of your concern, sir? The Parade of Hope has sponsored every kid in that ice show since 1964. We take a little off the top, everyone goes home happy. So let's not buck history. For the gazillionth time, I have no interest in doing an ice show, ever. So if that's all you want to discuss, maybe you could just let me out and we could say happy trails. Can I have the far corner? Starting tomorrow, Smoochie the Rhino raises his baton for Parade of Hope. Banquets, benefits, I want it all. You can pull over, Jimmy. Yeah. Harvey uh, Firestein uh, has one of the most unique voices. He does. I he's think, a, he's also a very good playwright. Is he really? Yeah. Holy uh, shit. He writes a lot of um, like um, LBGTQ type of LG- LGBTQ plus. Yeah. Uh, the acronym gets longer I mean, every I year. I don't even. Yeah. Well, when he was starting, it was just LGBT. So, um, but yeah, he's written a lot of great plays. I wonder if um, his voice was the uh, was sort of the basis for Doctor Girlfriend on Venture Brothers. Oh, probably. When she's like, "Listen, honey, I belong in this bathroom. I just have a really deep voice." <laughs> <laughs> I like your look. You want to ever get into henching? It might even be him. You never know. Uh, is, is, it's is, not, but it sounds. His voice like is it. getting a lot worse. Is it? Yeah. Oh, he was an Independence Day too, wasn't he? Like his uh, Jeff Goldblum's assistant. He's like, why did I just send my mother to Atlanta, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Nora shows up at the penthouse drunk and apologizes for being a bitch yes. and all this stuff. Uh, um, this is really great stuff from Catherine Keener too, and uh, they bond I, over. Like they bond over Ricketts the, the hippo. hippo. Yeah. <laughs> Ricketts. Fucking... Yo, one of my one of my good friends in New Bern. His name is uh, is Ricketts. Uh, Stephen Ricketts. <laughs> his name's Stephen Ricketts. Oh, it's his last name. I thought his nickname was Ricketts. No, like, no, right. <laughs> no. He does. He, he's, he's a strapping young dude. He was awesome. I worked in a pizza place with him. I think he's a daddy now too. Congratulations, Steve, or Ricketts, as I called him. Anyway, good guy. Good guy. <laughs> I mean, okay. I wrote down some of the other movies that she was in. We mentioned Get Out and Being John Malkovich, Forty yeah. Year Old Virgin. She was also in Into the Wild. Uh, she was really good in that. She was like a rubber tramper, a rubber tramp they call him, someone who travels via vehicle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just I, kind of a. a I saw wanderer. that movie. I saw that movie once. Oh man, so. I can't talk enough about how good that is. Anyway, carry on. <clears throat> uh, bu- 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 oh yeah, uh, they they almost kiss, but That's then right. she's like, "I gotta go." She's like, "Bam, gotta and go." Leaves. Um, Randolph ends up pranking, excuse me, pranking, uh, mm-hmm. Smoochie. And again, I didn't get this, it, like this would have been, extra, I didn't want to make this too clip heavy. Cause sure. again, it's Rob, it's Ron Williams. It's, it's so Robin Williams hamming it up hard. Hamming it up hard. So he does like his kind of his Scottish accent. He's doing and, the Scottish. And, <laughs> doing his thing. And he basically is like, you know, all for the wee ones. And we love the work you do with the children. Yeah. It gets him to sign up for a gig pretty yeah. much. Um, he also picks him up. He like doubles as the valet and he's like, thanks, Mr. Kunkle Peck. Yeah. But knuckle punk or whatever. What's really funny is that he's, he starts off when he's the driver. Yeah. He's like Australian. Yeah. And then goes into Scottish and then back to Australian and then to British because yeah. it's supposed to be Randolph losing his mind. Yeah, it is know? too. And he like betrays his own accent too when he starts like trying to project the things that he thinks people are saying about himself. And he's like, oh, you've heard he's a pillow biter, right? And he's like, well, I wouldn't know anything about his sleeping disorders. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, they show up at this like warehouse type of deal. It's mm-hmm. like an old construction site. And he's yeah. like, okay, the weak ones are out there. Just go perform. And he, they go and they start. he starts playing. And 
and there's like, like a bright gosh. light in his face, and he's like, "Can we can we turn up the house, house lights? lights and kill the spot?" And we realize that he is at a Nazi rally. Yes, and, and they a, start going, "How smoochy, yeah, smooch aisle, how smoochy." Why did I do that? I just instinctively threw my arm up. Everybody when I did does that. it. I, I'm, uh, I feel bad. <laughs> well, in this town, That's awful. I mean, Fuck that, dude. Um, and so he was at a MAGA rally. Yeah, and what's great is like there's like the massive Nazi flag that falls behind him. Yeah, and he is this. Do you think this is an intentional thing on on their part because he was in American History X, or was that is that purely coincidental? I think it might be purely coincidental because in the next scene, uh, or well, they go on, go okay. on. <laughs> I'll uh, come to it. You know it. He loses his job, basically. Yeah, scandal. Scandal, scandal. Uh, you see Rob Williams doing a little dancing down the street. He's Rainbow dancing Randolph. through New York like Gene Kelly or whatever. Yeah, he's was. tap dancing, and yeah. then he, you know, of course, runs into a wall. Yeah. Just schlack. Sheldon <laughs> schlock. Schlock, schlack. Schlick, schlick, schlick. Schlim- they said they're going to run cartoon reruns now in Smoochie's time slot. Yep. Uh, and then Sheldon uh, is despondent because he discovers the methadone clinic where he got his start had been shut down. Uh, and then Randolph goes and begs Nora for his job back, and uh, you can see he tries that, the schmoozer. He's yeah, like, they used ooh, to have some kind of a little flingy fling, shishkamabob. Yeah, and he kind of, while he's trying to get his job back with Nora, he kind of lets it loose. That mm-hmm. spills the beans on the uh, setup. Yeah, she fucking levels him. Yeah, she knocks him out. Um, what is it? Uh, Randy gives a hint that he set up Smoochie. Um, mm-hmm. Nora ends up talking to Spinner. Or she go. Well, she goes to find Tommy. Tommy yeah, yeah, and uh, and gets the muscle to help. Um, and that ultimately, like you know, reveals to the public. It, it goes public that uh, Rainbow Randolph had set up Smoochie, so he gets his. Big yeah, the, the Irish mob beats the shit to out, beat the of, fuck out of him. Uh, Randolph, and yeah, he gets redemption, and so he's. Well, there's a clip of. Uh, and when he's coming out of the courthouse. Did house. you get the clip? Yeah, the clip okay, cool, cool. I like this one too because yeah. he's like, someone grab my ass. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> they're walking out of the courthouse. You know, there's a bunch of cameras and all this stuff. And Robin Williams, uh, Rainbow Randolph. Uh, <clears throat> yes. And, you know, reporters are asking him questions. And here it is. <laughs> endless yeah he's non-stop with this every scene has him like riffing i wonder how much this was improv oh where he's, where he's just just coming up with shit on his yeah. head it's like all right we need you to come out and people are just gonna ask you be, a bunch of questions be spastic he's totally spastic in this um yeah smoochie's back and uh when, when the the show starts back up mm-hmm. he's like wearing you know the american flag and yes america and that's the, like his truth is marching on yeah. is that the one yeah okay in american history x there's a really racist ass version of that song being sang by ethan supley as he's driving through town in his van and that was another weird connection i made to this uh to american history x is I, wonder if like, I wonder if like norton like was like hey you should probably play that i don't know well apparently apparently 
according to some sources, uh, Norton is notoriously hard to work with. Yeah, because he likes to direct his own shit. Yeah, and I guess that was one of the the biggest controversies. It was Tony K, I guess, directed uh, the Hulk. No, uh, um, American History X. That yeah. director had a, hates his own movie. Had problems with him. Uh, Edward Norton on the Hulk was also, I guess, uh, a big nuisance as well. So what? Uh, for some reason, he he's uh, he's difficult to work with. But I wonder I wonder how he. If he did at all uh, clash with uh, Devito on this at all, I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, who can argue with Danny Devito? I feel uh, well. It's like who can he argue with unless he sets up a couple of milk crates? <laughs> Sorry uh, for the back. There's a little fire camp scene where he uh-huh. kind of when I'm angry, I like to howl. I like to howl and let it out. And he kind of true. I've done that. That shit yeah. helps. And he's like, kind of scares the kids a little bit. And he's yeah. like, who wants to do the ziggy jiggy or whatever. Who wants to do the ziggy, uh, yeah, ziggy jiggy, yeah. jiggy ziggy, jiggy Wait, ziggy? Wait, is, is this also the scene where Nora comes into the dressing room? And she's like, "Sorry, you know, for for everything." And he's like, "Oh no, it's it's you know, thank you for helping, you know, uh, uh you know, bring me back on. I got a lot to think." If she goes, huh, "Merde," or whatever. Oh, okay. yes, yeah, that's uh-huh, merde. I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> she says merde. It's French. Yeah. It's French <laughs> for shit, and the Spanish is mierda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you say it to dancers, merde. Before they go on stage, really? Yeah, married. Yeah, it's like break a leg. You say it to dancers. You tell them shit. Seriously, if, oh, I, if I'm so wrong, you can shoot me in the face. No, I don't. Least, I don't think yeah. you're wrong. But it's funny that uh, that he was like, oh, I don't speak Spanish because he's so naive. Yeah, I, I always kept wondering, like, okay, because because it's a movie based on child's performers. There's always like that, you know, implied dark side to everybody. But he's squeaky clean all the way through this. Like he's so incredibly naive, and you only really get like a little bit of a take. I always I thought watching the movie the first time. That we were gonna see something new come out of him, like there was gonna be a twist where he's like, "Fucking guess what, motherfucker! Just I'm blast running the show." Yeah. And I think that would have been a cooler ending. But he stays true to his character all the way through. Uh, Smoochie decides that he's gonna do the ice show, mm-hmm. but he's gonna do it with no sponsors, right? And he's gonna give <clears> away his all, own conditions. He's yeah. gonna give away all the money. Yeah, he's gonna donate to the methadone clinic and to uh, housing or something like some that. Some other, yeah, some other like one hundred percent of the profits are gonna go to this other thing. Yeah. So Burke Bennett's like fucking, yeah, he's like, out of control. Everything's free, like, like yeah. Uh, John Stewart, Danny DeVito, their characters, uh, Burke and Stokes. Yeah, um, it's and, get rid of the rhino. Yeah, much. and we then he goes back to Merv Green. He's like, we got to do something. We, uh, once and for all, he's like, he's like, there's only one way out of this. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Randolph is kind of on the edge of his. He got kicked out of Angelo's, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and he's kind of at the end of his rung. So he's in the middle of Times Square. He's going to do like a Tiananmen Square type of thing. He's, he's gonna, preparing to self-immolate. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to catch himself on fire. And that wasn't Tiananmen Square. No, what, what was the? That was the the Vietnam protest with one of the monks. Oh, the monks. Did it. Tiananmen Square is where the guy got ran over. No, no, he didn't get ran over either. He just stood in front of the tank with some shopping bags. But I, I according to he stories that I've read, that dude oh. did end up getting arrested and probably died in prison. Oh, most likely. China's Good photo weird. though. Stepdad song. <laughs> is that the stepdad song? <clears throat> yeah, it's right after that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he well, does. Well, yeah, he was gonna self emulate. A little girl comes up and stops, stops him, him, and he's like, "Oh, people care like, about me." Yeah. And then the whole crowd immediately changes. He grabs focus the kids. Over to Smoochie. Yeah. Like, and he's what? like, "Fucking that! Yeah. <laughs> what does it all mean?" <laughs> um. Well, we, there's a lot of Dutch angles in this too. We we noticed that there is now a new uh. <laughs> A new character on the Smoochie yeah, show. Yeah, because they couldn't stand the fucking cowbell. Yeah, the, the Irish mob is like, you got to take this fucking cowboy cowbell away from um, 
from Spinner. Yeah. So they make him a character. Amuchi. Amuchi. <laughs> and it, it's basically he's like uh, he's a maroon. He's a maroon. Yeah. Um, colored rhino. He's, a, he's the cousin to Smoochie. He's the cousin, and when he comes down, he's like, say hello to all the kids, and when he looks, he's, like, uh, he's got like that uh, blank spare. And then he's like, whatever, dance! And uh, no, no, he's like, uh, Sheldon, this is making my balls itch, or something yeah, like that. this costume's making my nuts itch. Hey! <laughs> I love him. I love he's the best. Character. He's the best. <laughs> he's, um, when he's like, hey, uh, you're my cousin Moochie. He goes, I'm Moochie. Um, <laughs> uh, after the show, um, uh, Nora sleeps with. Yeah, she finally like realizes that he's the genuine article. Yeah, that he's, he's like he's the real deal. Yeah, uh, she sleeps with him. At this point, uh, Moochie, so yeah. Spinner is kind of he's you know around the mulberry bush. Yeah, and he's just walking around, and he gets attacked by some thugs. Yeah. Um, he tries to put up a fight, but he's he, like, "Hey, what round is this?" Yeah, he tries to <laughs> <laughs> he tries to put up a fight, but he gets his ass shot in the yeah, head. He gets shot twice. Uh, when they dump the body out, it's not in like uh, Chinatown. Yeah, they dump the body, and when the camera pans up, there's a, a puddle on his right that reflects uh, one of the kanji or the Chinese characters, oh. and it, it means death. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Go to Vito, or. Yeah. Whoever, uh, yeah, to be I don't know if he yeah. staged that shot, well, but it's in there. Could be the director of photography. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, yeah, left in a China alley. They they kind of they go into <clears throat> um, the funeral stuff like that. Yeah, and we we, we figure out um, who did it pretty yeah. much. And well, I, Tommy I have, and her boys kind of figure it out on their own. Well, I have the clip of this. Okay. Hey. Are you sure about that? The cops have an awful lot of evidence against Randolph. We did our own investigation. Cousin Ian from down at the morgue. Oh. You met him at the wake. See the neck? Snapped like a twig. Animals. Pray to Hope's calling card when they do a guy that like to sign the tab. What's that guy's name over there? Green? Merv Green. This is one tab. They should have left blank. I knew Merv Green was a fucking jizz bag from the day he grabbed my ass at a Feed the Children benefit. Well, let me tell you something. Mr. Green and his friends are going to get a first-class ride through the criminal justice system. It's all taken care of, Cheryl. How do you mean? Sometimes in this life, a man's got to answer for his indiscretions. It was a mistake. An honest mistake. I was just trying to help the children. Oh, you like kids, huh? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, I bet you know some fairy tales then. Hey, Danny, tell him the one about the worthless prick that gets his head chopped off with an axe. No. No! No! I don't think I feel so good about this all of a sudden, Tommy. And we took his head and played a little. Okay, that's uh, that's definitely uh, more information than I really care to have at this point. Thanks. <clears throat> I I think this is about as dark as the movie ever gets. Yeah, I, I do like that scene because when she's talking, it 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 like morphs into her walking up to him. Mm. Yeah. I, I love that little. I love those type of things where it's like you're in one place and then the minute she moves, it's like yeah. cuts right into the scene, just it melds right into yeah. it. Yeah, and this is sort of like where the movie at first kind of lost me because they do this darkly comical shit and then some of the stuff is like borderline serious 
And then other times it's just really bizarre and, and colorful and cartoony. So I think there's like a, a juggling of tones. I wonder if it's supposed to be like we're, we're, we're watching the movie like kind of through the eyes of Smoochie, of Sheldon. From his sort of naivete? Yeah, they, know, his, maybe that's how we're supposed to view it. I suppose. Because he, he's awfully trusting of murderous people, you know, uh, just because he wants to see the good and everybody with his cheery disposition as if everything could be solved by a uh, plucky, you know, Good, good attitude. You yeah, know. Um, of course. Is, the the cops are looking for Randolph because they they think that Randolph right killed tried to try to kill Smooch or basically killed Spinner. And they go to they go to Angelo's apartment, but this was after Angelo had kicked him out for breaking his teeth. Yeah, and they see they see all the drawings he did yeah. of like killing the rhino. And they're they're, they're really uh, uh uh Burke and Stokes. Uh, they hire a person named Buggy Ding Dong. Buggy Ding Dong, played to, by Vincent Vincent Scavelli. Which uh, you know him from, like Ghost. And he has a very distinct face. Uh, he was in Ghost, uh, Fast Times. He was Mr. Vargas. Oh yeah, he was in. The uh, he was in Man on the Moon, even Escape to Which Mountain, the uh, from '95. He was in Batman Returns. He was the organ grinder, the guy with the Gatling gun inside oh, the like the box. Yeah. Remember him? One of he's uh, just, he, Penguin. Penguin. He, that was Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Maybe that's why I heard. Him. Um, he was in Better Off Dead, which I know you've brought up before. He I was love in that. that. Movie. And uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and you're really going to groan and roll your eyes at this one. Well, I've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. No, not that. What? He was also in... Fucking... Did you see Dune? I'm going to punch you. <laughs> he was in a video game called Emperor the Battle for Dune, <laughs> which came win. out win, in guys. 2002. <laughs> I love it so much. I didn't know there was going to be a Dune connection here, but I'm gonna start boy, they, the, 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 the movie gods just keep handing them to me, bud. Oh, man. <coughs> um, at, at this point, um, Angelo is... Oh, yeah, so Buggy Ding Dong is an uh, extra... <laughs> Buggy ding, Buggy ding dong. So he's he was a, a ex performer, kind of like the the Randolph thing. But he um he pretty much uh, what is he? He loves black tar heroin. So yeah, uh, and he nods off a lot. He's yeah, like he sleeping asleep. everywhere. He's sort of narcoleptic. Is that got to be? They never say that, but that's, that's no, he's just kind of all drugged. Because he even up says it when he gets there. He's like, "Sorry, I'm late. I nodded off at the bus station." And then he falls asleep again while yeah, they're talking. And he's like, "Sorry, I smell like piss, but you know how it is." <laughs> never been to finish. So they hire Buggy Ding Dong. Angelo is taking care of Randolph. Angelo kind of uh, snuck him into like a basement somewhere. Um, uh, uh, yeah, he's like in some kind of boiler room or some shit. Right? Yeah, and uh, he's reading like the newspaper and he sees uh, Nora and Smoochie together. Yeah, and that's what it triggers him again. Fucking goes snap. So he breaks into the penthouse with a gun. Uh -huh. In his colorful jacket. Yeah, he's no he's, less. He's wearing his jacket. Um he kind of says that, you know, Nora was a kitty groupie. Yeah. She's like, she slept with she, me. Yeah. She reveals that to uh, yeah. Who else did she Sheldon. sleep with? Uh, I don't was, remember. They, I think they gave uh, a bunch jingled of... jingled something and... Uh, she jingled his bells yeah, or whatever. And then the whale. <laughs> like, oh, Willie the whale Willie or the Wally whale. the whale? <laughs> something like that. What's the... Oh, it's Fudgy. Is that the... Uh, that ice cream joint? <sighs> there used to be Carvel. Carvel's? Who's, yeah. who's the... Is that Fudgy the whale? I have no idea. There used to be a Carvel here in St. Cloud. There used to be. Is that not here no more? No. Son of a bitch. Do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. They actually they subdue Randolph. Yeah. And, and you have a clip, a little of, this, clip right? of that one. Excellent. Yeah, that's the penthouse here. Flames is too hot for driving me mad. Oh, God. Oh. Put me out of my 
misery. Look, you're not nothing, all right? You're bitter and misguided, and I'm guessing you got some serious issues with sexual identity, but you are still Rainbow Randolph. You know, that's worth something. You've made a lot of children happy. You be my friend. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. You're letting them drag you down to their level. No, I'm just wising up a little bit. She's right, you know. Don't make the same mistake I did. Keep your dignity intact. So, yeah, they subdue him. He becomes kind of nice now. and He has to be uh, yeah. Smoochie's friend. He's Smoochie's friend. And Sheldon's he's... taking the uh, gun with him. Smoochie's bringing a gun to the ice show. Yeah, he's going strapped. A strapped rhino. There's also, a, in, in his apartment, there's a... a picture of a rhino above the fireplace edward norton still owns that picture he like kept it oh did you just take it yeah. nice i'd like that where yeah because i think at one point he's like look at this i used to have a naked woman with a plant no bush and you, yeah, have, a, yeah, you, yeah. you have a portrait of your fucking mother up yeah. there <laughs> about the rhino yeah oh man um well, it'll turn me down a little bit if i think i'm peeking Doop-a-doo. Oh, a uh, buggy breaks into Angelo's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, buggy ding dong. Kind of ties him up. Hog he, ties him and takes his uh, his security like, badge. Yeah, yeah, to get into the event. Um, Angelo tries to call Smoochie at the penthouse, but Randy mm-hmm. Randall answers um, and tells him that Buggy's gonna kill Smoochie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Randall's like, "I gotta save the rhino. I gotta go save the rhino now, even though I wanted to kill him all movie long." <laughs> well, did, did, didn't Randolph earlier in the movie attack someone who was trying to save rhinos? Yeah, it was some rhino yeah, activist for yeah, an like, endangered species. Fuck the rhino! Save he the rainbow! Fucking tackles save the him. rainbow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the the ice show um, is kind of going on, and this this is a very dark ice show. This is yeah. not like <laughs> it's a weird one. I, this it's very operatic. Probably one I, of the, the. I would see it. I would too. I would too. Uh, and it's interesting too. You can see like the ice show is essentially the events of the movie, as it shows him in uh, like a corporate office reading a newspaper that says Smoochie's hit number one, and then all this money starts flying around him, and he, he starts getting chased by like rhino like sycophants. Yeah, and with they got like pitchforks. Yeah, it's, it's like you're running away from the corporation. <clears throat> and then he drops a bunch of fucking Swazi banners, is it, and he's now he's getting chased by Nazi rhinos. It's it's basically the story of the movie. Yeah, that's what, what I just said. Oh, okay, yeah, I was looking at something. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, and he's like, uh, before he starts, Nora's like, call it off. And he's like, there are lots of kids and junkies out there that are counting on me. <laughs> in the audience. Is what yeah, he said. in the audience. Kids and junkies in the audience. Um, Buggy <clears throat> is, um, he, uh, Buggy's up top setting <clears throat> up his sniper rifle and he kind of nods off while everything's going yeah. on. They do, they do like an emotional tribute to Spinner. Uh, where they have a, another character in a maroon outfit who's ascending some heavenly stairs. And uh, Buggy <laughs> wakes up and... Uh, Randall kind of Randolph gets into the ice show mm-hmm. and, and he's he, racing over there. Yeah. Right? And like she, he looks at Nora, Nora looks at Burke and Stokes who are um, looking up yeah, yeah. at Buggy. So it's like that. Chuck, 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 Chuck. Oh, boom, there boom. they are. Reveals the location. So he runs up to the catwalk and he got up there quick. He, yeah, he, did. Uh, he, he tackles um, Buggy, but Buggy still gets a shot off mm-hmm. and uh, it hits Smoochie. Hit Smooch right in the foam. Right. Eye. In, right. In the, it looks like he's with your foam eye over there. You good? Me? I'm just moving around. Stretching. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Smooshy, it's it looks like he gets shot, but it just it goes through like this foam rhino head. Yeah, it goes through the head. Um Nora grabs oh no, well, I'm jumping ahead. 
Yeah, so we should get shot. Uh, Buggy falls to his death because, like, Randall and... Randall, sort of, like, Randolph. dangle off the catwalk. Yeah, like, and he's like, let go of me, you junkie, and he falls, and then, then what he says... <laughs> I never saw Venice! Yeah, he, <laughs> he hits that on his heart, yeah, too. Yeah, he does. I was hoping there would be, like, a more of a gory splat, but it was, it was pretty, like, CG. The cops are up on the catwalk, and they come up, and, and Randolph's saying, they're like, you okay? And he's like, I don't know, kind of fucked up in general, hard to gauge. <laughs> um... Smoochie grabs his handgun from his costume and he goes to chase Burke because he's like, yeah, Fuck! and he runs straight out of the arena, like loses his skates real quick. Yeah, I don't you don't see him take him off. No, because I'm like, you ever run in skates? Dude, it's hard. Fucking can't. It's real hard. That's what I love about uh, what is that fucking horrible skating movie with. um, <laughs> What is it? It's skating movie. Oh, uh, Blades of Glory. Yeah, it's it. Blades of Glory. Where they're oh, like, shit's funny. But they're trying to run through the. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just thought of that. Uh, for some reason, I, I I thought of that movie Brink. Oh God, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, they chases Burke. Uh -huh. um, they kind of get into a little bit of a scuffle. Yeah, he kind of blindsides him, and then uh, Nora Nora shows up with the other gun. With the other gun, or yeah, with the other gun. Because well, Smoochie had one of his own, and then they took the one from Randolph, so she had one on her apparently. Yeah. And she shows up before Burke can, you know, really do anything. I got a little clip of this. And then this is where you kind of see the character of Oh, you see Smoochie slip a little? Yeah. Oh, excellent. I'm glad because, you got this part. Because uh, at one point in the movie, we didn't talk about this, he says that he had, in college, he had to go to anger management. That's right. Yeah, that was a... Uh, Wait, I, forgot to, I forgot to say so that. He's like, he was already kind of a reformed dude, so he, he had had anger problems before. Strange. Which, which is kind of funny. That's why I always thought. I'm like, I'm like, what if he's the same character from Fight Club and he's just, that's that a completely a fan theory. different. Yeah. That's a fan theory. Yeah, all right, here's the clip. Um, so they got guns on Burke and uh, uh, Smoochie decides to have a little conversation. Ed. Don't you move! You okay? Yeah. You... You were my agent. How could you set me up like that? With the circumstances. Circumstances? You killed Skinner, Burke! It was a tragic mistake. I wish I could turn back time. He was my friend, you son of a bitch! Get up! Get up and look at me! What are you gonna do, shoot me? Yeah, that's not very smoochy-like behavior. You don't feel very smoochy-like right now, Burke. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, Sheldon, I'll tell you something. You just fucked with the wrong rhino, pal. Sheldon, no! Sheldon, halt! Don't do it, Sheldon! That's Don't the first do time. It, he, and that's the first time he curses. Yeah, he twice actually, because he's like, "You son of a bitch!" Yeah, like, hits him well, in the he face. Says, Fuck, and he's about to shoot him. him. Yeah, you fucked with the wrong rhino. So Tommy and the Irish mob, they stop him. Like, yeah. you don't want to do this. We'll They're take like, care of it. Don't don't change who you are for for this shite or whatever they, the fuck they, she I says for this prick. I think they they had John Stewart with them. Yeah, Stokes, and they're like, they, you boys they, ever travel together? Off screen, yeah. yeah, off screen, they got him and they brought him over, and, and yeah, she says yeah. that. And we one can only assume that those two were chopped up and sent packing uh, in various directions. Um, Nora, basically, um, Nora and Smooch, 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 yeah. um, you get that kind of spinning effect where the camera goes around the bodies, ah, and, yeah. you know, real fast. Clearly on a green screen. Yeah. And then it, it cuts right to, um, Angelo going, uh -huh. ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, Smoochie and Rainbow Randolph. And they have their own little Big ice show. closing and, number da -da 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 to play out the movie. Yeah. Da -da -da -da. Nora joins them. Yeah. Know? It's just, it. It, it's it's a nice. kind of happy ending. It's like a good bookend on it because, like, at the beginning, you have Rainbow Randolph, and it's yeah. all fun, and then the ending is fun. And that's really the end of the movie. Yeah. And I, I give this 
three. I gotta give it. I gotta give it three ducks too. I I know, I know. I said when I got over here, just I guess during the course of talking about it, I I, just, I guess I realized I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I did, mm-hmm. uh, because there were a number of moments where it just felt weird and forced and bizarre. Uh, but but I guess that's the point. Um, from you know Devito, a mind like Devito's. I too am gonna give it three ducks. I know I was originally sitting on one duck, but I think three ducks does it more justice than I initially had given it. Um, I think that. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's a good movie. I think it's aged better and was probably uh, better now than it was then. Again, because I think you know the world or this country was in a weird place uh, when. This movie yeah, I came think that's out. why no one went to go see it. When did it come out? Like, what uh, was the actual what date? month? <clears throat> well, don't you look that up. I yeah, got a few things to talk about. Uh, we've already pretty much covered all the little tidbits that are within the movie uh, that are interesting. Um, this came out in March. <clears throat> Okay, so that was pretty fresh. That was it, only six it, months or something. And it, it went to VHS in August. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it didn't have a great months. run. I think it was only in like 2,000 theaters. Uh, for it's Obviously, this um, bears a striking resemblance to children's television, just like, you know, Barney the Dinosaur, the big purple dinosaur. Um, he's easily probably the biggest inspiration for the premise of this movie. He's a tall, anthropomorphic animal that sings and dances with a cheery disposition. Um and, you know, it's there's a lot one can say about, you know, children's television. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's bizarre. I think some of the, the most notable ones uh, other than Barney would be like the Wiggles, Teletubbies, Blues Clues. Yo Gabba Gabba is actually a pretty decent show, you know, for that age group of between one to eight. Yeah. Some of it isn't is entirely bizarre, um, but uh, it's easy to, to think of like the dark side of, of that world and just doing a little cursory research into that world, uh, churned up a lot of weird shit as recently as this, you know, just within the past decade, children's entertainers, some of them have real dark secrets. Um, none of the ones I mentioned are, I don't think come anywhere close to even like even a little bit of scandal, but there's some out there. Most notably, I think Jimmy Seville, you know, to him, he was, well, he's a popular children's entertainer in, uh, the UK for a long time mm. and it came out either, either before his death or shortly after his death. Touching he, old people. He was, com- he committed sexual abuse against minors and he even ran a child sex ring. Uh, and, and I've, I, there was too many to list. So I'm not even going to bother like going down that rabbit hole uh, today. Cause I, I read about a bunch of these really fucked up people who committed these atrocious and just reprehensible acts against children. So, I'm not even going to go down that avenue. Instead, I'm just going to talk about like some of the reception of uh, you know this movie and 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 kind of how that culture that Barney there was a lot of anti Barney humor when you were a kid. Yeah, and so I never really watched Barney. That was a little after me. It was no, it's right around the, our time. I still think 1992 is when it started. We were within so I that. Was f- Four. 1992, I was five. Okay, so we were within the age group. Within the age group, but I still think... But we I, grew out of it real fast. Yeah, I, th- I think I was still watching Sesame Street, and I was probably still watching yeah. reruns of, like, Mr. Rogers or something. And I was probably, like, getting really into, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, I had an uh, eight-year-old brother, so okay. I was watching MacGyver and shit with him, because okay. that's what he watched. So. Yeah, I just... I guess I wasn't really... I was the demo, but I didn't get into it, and, and um, like, a lot of people, you know, say that the, these episodes... Those episodes of that show a great deal of, like, age-appropriate educational material... It ran um, for a long time. It did. Uh, I think it ended in 2010, which is that's a good that's a good chunk of life for a show like that. Uh, it's some people cite the show as a contributing factor to the perceived sense of entitlement that the Gen Y has. 
um, who grew up watching the show, one specific criticism is, quote, his shows do not assist children in learning to deal with negative feelings and emotions. As one commentator puts it, true. the real danger from Barney is, quote, denial uh, and the refusal to recognize the existence of unpleasant realities. For along with his steady diet of giggles and unconditional love, Barney offers our children a one-dimensional world where everyone must be happy and everything must be resolved right away. A fucking <clears throat> safe place. Yeah. That's that's the birth of safe places. Yeah. And uh, God. I, I, I say... I say, I guess that makes sense because I don't think I could ever like let my children watch some of this weird shit that that people just plop their kids in front of, and it's probably easy for me to say I'm not, I've never been a parent. Do we? I mean, did you grew up on Bugs Bunny and shit, right? Yeah, but did I grew, I grew up on re- stuff that had some had some dynamic. I that, mean, I used like, to watch GI Joe and stuff like that. I mean, they had like the I thing mean is, that's pretty sanitized too. Yeah, but this is, you know, um, I I I. I actually want to. I want my brother to let my niece watch Mister Rogers when she gets older and see, like, yeah, if it still holds up. I think it does. So it, what's weird is all this, these kinds of kids shows have always been the target for like you know criticism or, or like you know dark humor. Barney in particular, uh, this sort of stuff went into really dark places for some reason. Um, and it, like, there's a book here called The Last Dinosaur Book: The Life and Times of a Cultural Icon, where this writer, W. J. T. Mitchell. Uh, notes that the program is often a target for parody and negative attacks by children of various ages, adolescents, and adults. Um, the notion, given that the show is saccharine, boring, annoying, sugary, dangerous, or uneducational. For comparison, other popular children's characters, such as Dora the Explorer, Bert and Ernie, Elmo, Caillou, Peppa Pig, and the Teletubbies, have been subject to subversive adult humor. But in Barney's case, however, the humor has typically been far more dark and in a more vicious and hostile nature toward the, the character. Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at like Robot Chicken and stuff like that. They make fun of Barney too. Sure. <laughs> and going into this movie, I thought I always thought ever since the movie came out because I never watched it. You know, you eight, thought it was eighteen like a years thing? ago. I thought there was going to be more of that dark, subversive shit mm. where they where they kill the character and, and like you know burn him in effigy or do <laughs> do something completely like sacrilegious to this sort of thing. And it ultimately had a pretty well, you see, pretty you happy. You ending. do see an effigy burning in this movie. Oh, that's point. true. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the critical response to Rotten Tomatoes holds an approval rating of 42%. Uh, yep. That's based on 120 reviews. Um, the uh, On Metacritic, the film score of uh, 38 out of 100 based on 30 critics, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. Um, well, well, I got another one here, too, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so some of the other accolades. Uh, Robin Williams received a Razzie Award nomination for Worst Supporting Actor for his performance as Randolph. Uh, but he lost <laughs> to Hayden Christensen uh, for his performance in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones as Anakin Skywalker. You know, I, I, th- I think two is my favorite out of the newest. Really? <laughs> Just out of the newest ones. Yeah. That are like the prequels. The prequel trilogy, I, I yeah. Like, I do like two because it, it's got like Jango Fett and stuff in it. And yeah. There's, into that stuff, there's also. So. It, it was uh, darker. Yeah, it's a little I, darker. I have to agree that Hayden. I don't. I didn't like Robin Williams too much in this movie. Um, he was. He was a little. It's very hammy. Like it's Rob Williams, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, Hayden Christensen was what they call uh mannequin Skywalker, like they said in Clerks too. You know, <clears throat> I didn't like him in like uh, the Hayden Christian, but Jumper, <clears throat> did you ever see that movie? Yeah, Jumper was cool. I liked it. Yeah, I did I too. Liked Jumper. That was one of those movies I went and saw in theaters and I got <clears throat> pissed walking out like I want to be able to do that. Yeah, you no know, kidding. Like if I could right? sell my soul to the devil, like that's probably a just teleport, teleportation. Teleportation. That, that's uh, if ever, everyone's always like what, what superpower would you have? Teleportation. 
like Nightcrawler. You got anything else? That's it, man. That's I it. think uh, I think that's all I really want to want to say about this this uh, this well, little piece. That's uh, death to Smoochie. Uh, we do want to do a little shout out. Um, Indeed, a gentleman named Jared, Mr. Voy Pronto. Voy Pronto, uh, better known uh, as Jared Temple. Jared Temple uh, is our first uh, critic. Critic, uh, one of our Patreon levels. levels. And uh, he has the ability now to give us a call and mm-hmm. leave us uh, messages about his own critique about the movie that we're doing. So um, the next movie, he actually should be calling in for next one. I'll be able to play his uh, next his, week's uh, next week's. We're going to be doing trimmers. Yeah, because uh, we don't have enough Sandworm movies in our life. Yeah, I know. I wonder if there's going to be any Dune references for that one. <laughs> there certainly will be. Uh, Just yes. get you, get you uh, give you a heads up on that. Yeah, take some melatonin or something and just mellow myself out so I'm not like fucking doing um, I mean there's gonna be direct oh no I know there because is. there's gonna be like seismic worms we are doing the first um, Tremors film I haven't really seen first only yeah yeah the first uh, I like the second one I do too the first one's pretty good um, you wanna talk about something real quick while I look something up uh, yeah I'd say uh, that I am uh, out of things to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, Tremors, I'm just going to double check. Oh, I think it might be on Netflix. I did That's ha- what I was trying to double check real quick. Tremors? Yeah. I, think, it says, uh, I but, think it is. No? Well, we'll find out in a minute. Um, Tremors is on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, oh, cool. watch Tremors. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Josh. I'm Fish. And uh, to all you quacks out there, Happy New Year once again. Peace, love, and rock and roll. Bye. Thank you.